Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national columnist when it comes to the NFL. He's standing by on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, Frank. Hey, what's going on? Uh, what would you say uh, is the storyline? To me, it seems to be disgruntled running backs right now. Yeah, that's kind of taken over, and especially with the guys who are either holding out or unhappy. Jonathan Taylor situation went from zero to sixty in a, a you know in a couple seconds. It seemed over the weekend, just crazy how you know the, the just that that whole relationship seemed to just sour immediately. And then you have Josh Jacobs still holding out, and even J.K. Dobbins, and then just the rest of the league, you know, complaining about how they're. They're not paid well enough. So, yeah, right now, I think it's the, core, the running backs. We'll see. I mean, once Jacobs, Taylor, all these guys come back to camp, which I, I kind of assume they will, I, I, that might die down a little bit. I think other than that, I, the, the, to me, anyway, the stories are in Rodgers. I mean, it's just there's a lot of great stories coming into this year. I mean, the, the ton of them, actually. But... Aaron Rodgers at age 40 going to the New York Jets, kind of following the same steps as Brett Favre, trying to bring that team to a Super Bowl for the first time since the 1968 season. To me, that's the most interesting storyline. They're the must-watch team early in the season. But, yeah, right now the running backs are kind of taking up the oxygen in training camp. Well, you know, I think when you look at uh, Gibbs, a rookie, who's you know openly talking about playing more receiver uh, than he has running back in training camp so far, uh, with the Lions, and you can only read so much in training camp. But you look at McCaffrey; these dual threats. I, I, I think if you're a running back now in wide open offenses in the NFL, you have to have the ability to put up, you know, Alvin Kamara prime numbers uh, if you want to get paid. I think there's, they're just not going to pay between the tackle guys anymore. Yeah, I mean, you look and and you know, Derrick Henry might be kind of the last of his kind. I mean, he's right. he's not a guy who who is that dual threat guy. He can catch a ball just fine, but we know him as the two thousand yard rusher who the Tennessee Titans just put the offense on his back week in and week out. And he got paid. It worked out really well. I don't think the Tennessee Titans regret that. He's been super productive, but. There's not a lot of Derrick Henrys out there, and you know if uh, I mean it, it really hit home to me. I heard somebody talking about I can't remember who, but I mean Saquon Barkley and and Jonathan Taylor and all these guys are struggling to get paid, and Cole Komet of all people gets like a twelve thirteen million dollar a year deal. Cole Komet is like the most anonymous tight end in the NFL. He's just a guy so far, and he's getting paid where running backs aren't. I don't know, and there's no solution to this. I mean, people throw out all these crazy ideas, but it's just kind of one of those things where it stinks on a personal level for these running backs. I think they deserve, you know, to to get the the, the contracts that, that a lot of guys in other positions get. They are. You can't tell me Christian McCaffrey is not important to an offense or Saquon Barkley. is He's easily the biggest part of the Giants offense or Taylor or any of these guys. But the market's just not there for them. And there's, there, I don't know what you do. I really don't. It's just kind of an unfortunate situation for these guys. Yeah, I think it's the evolution of the game that when you look at, you know, seven on seven uh, high school football will go even down to the youth level. You go into college. Uh, there aren't a lot of teams running, you know, between the tackles. Most of the running teams out there are uh, the academies, Army, Navy, Air Force, who have to do it to compete. And the games just change that. You mentioned, Cole Komet, that there's more value on catching the football than there is running the football, even though. Most teams need a running game uh, when they get a lead to put a game away. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just the guys, it's a passing league now, and this is the thing. And I think one real situation you're going to see, and I mean, it sounds funny, but it's not, you're going to see a major talent drain at the running back position because the kids now, I mean, they're reading all these stories. If you're a 15-year-old kid who knows, hey, I got a future, I could be a five-star recruit, I'm not playing running back. Put me a corner. Put me at safety. Derrick Henry today probably plays like outside linebacker, right? Like, I just, I, it's going to create this kind of trickle-down effect where we're going to look up in 10 years, and a lot of the top athletes who we normally see at running back, the, you know, B. John Robinsons and, and all these guys, they're going to be playing different positions. And, and so it's just going to keep snowballing where you're not going to see a lot of elite running backs in 10 years. I really, truly believe this, that you're going to see a handful of guys because just, you know, I mean, it, it happens. Running back's still a glory position in high school and even college. But I, I just think you're going to see a real big drop-off as this kind of continues to to, to evolve. It's going to be interesting, too, to see if some team, look, there, there might be a team out there that looks at market inefficiency and says, Hey, you know what? If Christian McCaffrey's going to come cheap, we're going to build around Christian McCaffrey. If we might not, you know, we might not get ten years out of him. But if if you're going to underpay Jonathan Taylor, we'll we'll pay him. You know, not what he's maybe quote unquote worth, but we'll pay him and we'll build our offense around him because all of a sudden there's a market inefficiency. It's going to be really interesting just to see how this all evolves. Yeah, and also the wear and tear. And do they say it's four years for a running back and teams? Uh, move on because of the the beating you're taking running uh, between the tackles. Uh, it will be interesting uh, how it plays out. And also as teams get closer to the start of the season, will somebody make a move for Taylor and say, you know, he's the guy we need. I kind of look at the Lions. And you got Montgomery between the tackles. You get Gibbs, the speedster, who can catch uh, the ball and get in the space. And it's the perfect combination. They're sitting as good as anybody in the NFL right now with their running game and that great offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that they're well-stocked, but you look at other teams. <laughs> Who's to say the Kansas City Chiefs are like, well, hey, what do you want? I mean, who, you know, I mean, there's a few teams where right. if you put Jonathan Taylor in their offense, like, whoa, this is the Buffalo Bills. Are you telling me, look, Jonathan Taylor's a great player, and I'm a little biased. I'm a Wisconsin alum. I've watched his whole career, and he's he's been an unbelievable player since the moment he stepped on that campus. But – I, I just think about some of these contenders, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I know they're notoriously kind of don't spend on running back. They kind of started this. The, the Philadelphia Eagles, if you look, have really not spent much money at all at the running back position through the years. But they're also a very smart organization. And if they've had all the surplus of draft picks and these good drafts, maybe they say, you, you call up Jim or say, say what, what would it take? Because he's not getting paid much this year. We can fit him. Uh, yeah, we might have to deal with the, the ramifications of an extension or whatnot. But I do wonder if one of these kind of upper tier teams says our window is not going to be open forever. We can add a, a legitimate dude for our, uh, you know, for our backfield to replace an Isaiah Pacheco with a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting. But the Colts might just say, no, he, why, why would we trade him? We're not paying him anything. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Before I let you go. Uh, based on your gut feeling, who will be the biggest riser in the NFL this year from what they did last year, and who falls the furthest? 
You know, uh, one team I really have my eye on is is Jacksonville. And I don't think that's a big secret to anybody. I mean, they did win the division last year. But I just think Trevor Lawrence is, is ready to step in. I, I'm going to pick him to win MVP. I, I think he's just on the verge of superstardom. If you watched him at the end of last year, especially just if you got time to watch one game, go back and watch a Dallas game. I mean, you saw superstardom in that game with him leading them to that overtime win. I, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars take a big step. I'll tell you a team that, you know, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have a huge improvement, but I think everybody's sleeping on the Packers. I think the Packers are just, nobody's giving them any chance because Jordan Love hasn't played. Well, does that mean Jordan Love stinks? Why, why do we just assume, because Jordan Love hasn't played, that he's not good? He's he, he a first-round pick. Like, he's got talent. He's been waiting for this opportunity. I think the Packers are going to surprise some teams. As far as the team, and I'm going to go way on all in here, a team that I just am worried about is the 49ers. And nobody is. Look, I went through, you know, not that power rankings is an exact science, right? But if you look, each of the last four years, at least one team ranked in the top five of the power rankings before the season, a consensus power rankings, has missed the playoffs. Last year, the Packers missed the playoffs. The Buccaneers missed. The Buccaneers were 8-9, didn't deserve to make the playoffs. There was another team in the top five that didn't make the playoffs either. And so, which is the team that we're really hyping up this year is not going to make it? I worry about the 49ers. They, you know, you lose D'Amico Ryans. You lose key players like Mike McClinchy, their, their right tackle. The quarterback situation, I don't know, is, is, is not a problem. It, Brad Purdy played five games. Like, why do we assume that a guy coming off major elbow surgery with five games under his belt is a superstar? I don't say the 49ers are going to be terrible, but if there's one team I could see disappointing, it might be San Francisco. You can follow Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, also uh, S-C-H-W-A-B, uh, Frank on uh, Twitter. Good stuff, my man. I love it that football's back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thursday, Hall of Fame game. Look, it's crazy. Uh, Rogers could play all four quarters every minute, throw for 580, go straight in the Canton. <laughs> Might as well get the New York people yeah. excited. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, there's Frank Schwab. Check it in on the roast Umber Coffee guest line.